in store for me I will never forget these words with great power comes great responsibility this is my gift my curse who am I I'm spider-man hello welcome to the post credit pod Eric Italiano and I are basically revving up a emergency midweek podcast because the news demands it ladies and gentlemen the fans demand it and we're here for the fans now specifically we are talking about the untitled spider-man 3 in the marvel cinematic universe and the reason we're talking about it is because it's gonzo bonkers cuckoo cray cray amazing shit is happening and that is the most eloquent articulate professional reporter critic words i could put it in because uh, we have gotten so many rumored reports of what this multiversal spanning movie might include, such as Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, such as Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. We've gotten confirmed reports that Alfred Molina's Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2, Electro, Jamie Foxx from Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 2 are going to be in it. And we have a bunch of rumors and confirmations for a ton of other characters across the MCU, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Verse, and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Verse. So there's a lot going on. And on top of that, also, there's some surprise MCU characters that actually might be showing up in this. So whew, you can tell I'm excited. I'm revved up, Eric, because there is just so much going on in this movie that we had to come on and sort it out. You and I on this show like to talk about a thing that we like to call the hits bong theory. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. This film is just one entire hits bong theory. It's like, what if we brought back Spider-Man? And then what if we brought back Doc Ock and <laughs> Electro and everybody? So this is... The Friendly ultimate. Amendment, Eric. This is not a Hitsbong movie. This is, I'm growing my own weed patch in my backyard and I'm going to do gravity <laughs> bongs out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is next level stuff. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is, we talked about this on this podcast as soon as they dropped the news about Electro because once you open that door, there was simply no way that they weren't going to further explore that. Of all the guys to bring back, did we really expect that the only one that would be coming back was Jamie Foxx's bright blue? Though he said he's not going to be blue in this one, which no, is well, like, that raises its own question. Well, yeah, and we will get into that. So we've sort of seen this coming for some time, uh, but just the fact that it's confirmed is, it is an embrace of comic book's core tenet. The multiverse is as comic book as comic book comes. Yep. The idea of multiple characters and stories unfolding on all of these different worlds is unlocks a storytelling door that, frankly, as you're seeing with this, is unprecedented. We are going to see three Spider-Men in one film, which is in it most of except has not been confirmed uh, yet, but most no, likely. I am confirming it. You've heard it here first. <laughs> It's happening. I don't care at this point. Uh, you cannot convince me that they are putting together all of this stuff without the two main parts. You know, you're not going to do all of this without the Spider-Man that come with these characters. 
I have a fifty dollar bet on it, so I'm hoping that they do show on up what? in my own wallet. On that, what? that Toby and Andrew will appear in Spider-Man three. Although you and I have also discussed on this pod that Doctor Strange two is a potential door for them as well. Well, and I'm also curious now. I think this makes Morbius, which comes out in March, interesting. Because this Which is a Herculean feat of itself. You have now made Morbius interesting. Congratulations, Sony. You have, because they teased in the trailer that Michael Keaton's vulture is in that world. So they've already started to build that bridge. So I'm curious. There's also much... nods to Spider-Man too. Of course. In, of in course. the background, there's, there's graffiti art. But with, I'm saying uh, he was literally in the yeah, trailer. Yeah. Like he was there, like, oh, what's up? Doing, doing his whole Keaton scary thing, which is great. The fact that now <laughs> this confirms he'll probably be in it more. Very exciting stuff. So now I'm curious to see how much they bridge that gap in that film. But just as a grand sum bottom line point, this is the next stage of comic book films. This is going to become the norm now. Then we'll see it done in The Flash, and it's only going to grow from here. The Batman is being sold as like an Elseworlds story. Joker has sort of already done that. So just when it seems like the MCU and comic book film as a whole had sort of reached its peak with Endgame and you thought where do they go from here they're they're not going up and down in terms of how to expand their way of telling stories they're going from left to right they're growing width not height and that's an interesting way to do it and I think that if you're a fan of these films this is a monumentally exciting day and for more of Eric's Marvel musings and such, you can check him out on Bro Bible. The man knows his nerd material. And kind of like you said before we move on into the nitty gritty, I love that The Flash was like, hey, we're going to have two Batman. And Kevin Feige was like, <laughs> hold my beer. Yeah, that sucks because they had come out with this first. The Flash had gotten to the... At least the, publicly. Right, right. But now Spider-Man 3 is going to come out long before The Flash ever does. So it's stealing all of its hype, of course. But by the same token, like, listen, you could put all three Spider-Men in the same movie. I think that's awesome. But for me, for Brandon Katz as a fan, not the whole comic book fandom, seeing Michael Keaton's Batman back again, that is my most anticipated like single element. I mean, come on now. That's going to be cool. All right. I'm but, talking to the king here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who, who do I have to convince? You know, you, you, <laughs> you have to convince me, basically. Um, so because Spider-Man 3 is this kind of ungangly web of rumors and pseudo confirmations, let's just go through kind of piece by piece what it seems like is going to be in there based on the news that we have from the last several weeks and months. How does that sound, Eric? Perfect, Brandon. All right. So to start off today, a report from uh, Charles Murphy that Charlie Cox's Daredevil slash Matt Murdock is actually going to be rescued from the Netflix Marvelverse. I used to listen to people asking for help. That's what I was trying to do, was help people. But I was fooling myself. Darkness only responds to darkness. I'm Daredevil. That remember, Kevin Feige was not in charge of and tried to distance the MCU from. 
But I think because he's smart enough to realize how popular Charlie Cox's iteration of that character was, it does sound as if it's possible Daredevil will be returning in Spider-Man 3 in some capacity. I mean, Eric, right off the bat, I think you and I have agreed on multiple conversations that he is the only worthwhile character worth saving and that he was our favorite, you know, show overall. Well, when we did talk about it, I had my concerns about if he was a big enough star to warrant that jump from what was not a small TV show, but certainly nowhere near the size of these films. So I think we need to sort of dig into what role do you think he's going to serve in this film itself? Do you think he's going to be more of a like lawyer friend? Do you think he's going to be fighting side by side? I think it's a great question. It's really important to kind of make sense of what the hell is going on. Now, the immediate rumors after Far From Home, long before we had these rumors, was, well, if Spider-Man needs, if Peter Parker needs a lawyer, there's a famous MCU lawyer who just so happens to be a fan favorite character. I think this could be an example. The one time fans were actually right about something because it makes so much logical sense to see Matt Murdock very quickly in the movie, maybe reaching out to Peter Parker or or some type of human interaction where he's trying to help on a human level, but not necessarily he's Daredevil and not necessarily that he's in multiple scenes fighting bad guys. Just a little, hey, I'm still here. You know, I'm gonna gonna wink to the audiences, let you guys know there's more coming. Yeah, like he gets his card. Like, hey kid, call this guy, he's the best. And then he calls him. Avocados at law, baby. You know, so I don't see a way though that you include someone like this who the fans love, right? I mean, this is fan service. They're doing it. This whole film is one big cake for fans. You're telling me that he's not gonna suit up and fight? I I don't think so. Not in this one. That's my guess because it's already so layered. So, but then you think that this is playing into a longer term move. And then yeah, he's so going to get his own show or his own films. I think you bring Charlie Cox back because he's And let's so point out here that the rights just went back to the MCU w- within the last three weeks. In November, so yeah. the fact that this came out now is suggests that this has been their plan for some time. And I think if you bring back Charlie Cox, you also bring back Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk, arguably the the top you know two or three villain in in the mcu i think him thanos and killmonger are probably my three favorite in some order season one he is an absolute monster i mean yeah yeah so it will be fascinating to see how they bring this world back right are they gonna continue where season three left off when we had talked about this on a past podcast i think that they're gonna use him as like a sidekick Like, he's going to maybe not have his own project, like a Nick Fury type role. That would be cool. I mean, look, they just pulled that off with the Hulk in the movies. There's no reason why they can't do the same. Right, exactly. The Hulk, even better. Now, while I would love to see a MCU Daredevil film with Cox in that role, I don't think that that's the route that they go. Uh, I think that this is a move for the fans, not for the widespread dollar. And if they do want to give Cox another platform all himself, there are persistent rumors. And if they do want to give Cox his own platform, there have been consistent rumors as Disney de-emphasizes Hulu that they might just make a Disney Plus 18 and over subdivision, which is where a, you know, PG-13 Daredevil's new series could possibly land. 
Do you think that they continue where the old show left off? Great, great question. I think more so it's a combination of, of what we've both been saying. He starts popping up as a supporting player in other MCU titles. That is, if this news is true, which it kind of sounds pretty true to me. Uh, and then I think maybe after, let's say, he makes a handful of appearances, if they do want to give him his own show or project, then it's more so a continuation of what we've just seen in his interaction with other MCU properties and not necessarily like, hey, remember that storyline in season three of Netflix, Daredevil? Right. And there's a nice little space for him to fit in because shows like Moon Knight and She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, which are set to be smaller scale on the ground shows, there's definitely a corner of the MCU that he could currently fit in and not be totally outgunned, right? Because at the end of the day, what they just dealt with and what he now brings are on two totally different scales of the comic book world, right? Like he's not going to go suit up to go fight in space anytime soon. (laughs) But the fact that the MCU is now willing to carve out this more grounded corner is again, just another lateral move by them. That is that continues to expand the type of stories that they're going to tell us. Now, in addition to Charlie Cox. Earlier this week, the Hollywood Reporter reported Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, the villain from Spider-Man 2, will be returning in Spider-Man 3. Dr. Octavius. We have to shut it down. Please tell me how. Peter Parker. Brilliant but lazy. Look at what's happening. We must destroy it. I can't destroy it. I won't. You once spoke to me about intelligence. Now, you posed a fantastic question in our our outline notes, Eric, and that is... If Spider-Man 2 is the best Spidey film of all time, is he the best Spidey villain? And I'd say yes, because he was, and this is always the goal, right? You want to create a villain that we could relate to, that we could feel bad for. And more so than any comic book film I've ever seen, this character does that. At the end, you aren't necessarily rooting for him to die. When he did, quote-unquote, die, which I guess is not the case at this point. We'll talk about that. You feel sorry for him. You see where his life went wrong and how good of a guy he was. The MCU has long had a very hard time creating interesting villains. That's been one of the bigger knocks on their 12-year run of complete dominance. And it's a problem because that's the way these villains, besides the Thanoses and stuff, are inherently designed. Because they aren't the quote-unquote endgame, they have to be a one-and-done, right? So yeah. it's, it is a design of their very way of doing things that causes one of their biggest problems. With this, if it's more than a cameo role and he is in it going forward, bringing back all of the feelings that we've had for that character and that film for 15 years now, bringing that into the MCU now automatically makes this Doc Ock one of the most fascinating MCU villains because now he's weathered as shit, right? 
if they bring him back the way he was, I would much rather see that than him just playing a new version of the same character. So to that point, exactly. In, in reading every single theory that's out there in doing my due diligence on film Twitter in talking about this nonstop with other nerdy friends, I have come to my conclusion. This isn't official whatsoever. I believe all of these uh, dead characters returning. I believe it is new versions from perhaps different universes just played by the same actor. So I don't think Alfred Molina is playing Spider-Man to Doc Ock, even though that was the same actor, same character. I, I think it's a different uh, universe's Doc Ock. That's my theory. So do you think he'll even have the same look? Uh, I think they'll, they'll probably change the look somewhere. Or because will it be like he'll have the OG look, the green suit, the goggles, the whole, like, like, you know, the classic... I, comic book look i don't know if they'll go full comic book with it i mean but as we've seen with thor with iron man with captain america they even tinker with their own characters look so even if this isn't uh an exact recreation of spider-man 2 i bet there's going to be some similarities some changes right this is my theory and and i think they don't want to get even further knotted up in these multiverse implications than they already are going to be so to avoid that i think they're gonna be like yeah i'm doc ock from universe 673 bc21 and not necessarily toby mcguire's one even though toby mcguire recognizes me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but, exactly, isn't that, but that's more confusing i feel like no i feel like one piece of exposition it, it's not because i mean uh, listen fans our age are gonna be like that guy's dead i don't get it but but toby is gonna be the same toby He's not going to be a different yes. Spider-Man. He's going to be wearing that. I can promise you this. He will be wearing that same suit. Yeah, of course. Toby and so, Andrew will both be wearing their suits. So how do you... You just say that that guy... Uh, I had run-ins with him on my earth. He's a tough cookie. <laughs> you know, like, that's easy. That's just yeah. a, scri- a little script writing. Now, but do you think these guys are going to make up the base of the film? Or is it just going to be a quick scene here and a quick scene there? Uh, so for Daredevil and Alfred Molina's Doc Ock so far, those characters that we're talking about so far, my theory is that they are not necessarily long-term presence in the movies. Maybe Doc Ock, for, for a reason we will get to in our, our next segment in a second, but not necessarily like, hey, here's an hour, like, you know, Joker in Dark Knight just for Doc Ock. Yeah. But that'd be sweet. Like, where he's been since, I would watch that movie. I would. Listen, whether he is the same Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 or just a different alternate dimension Doc Ock, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. So the reason why maybe he might be in it for longer is because from the outside looking in, this is very much shaping up to be a Sinister Six movie or at the very least, Sinister Six direct lead in because what we've got is michael keaton's vulture michael mando's scorpion and now this one we aren't sure uh, i i doubt it but i put it in yeah. here because he's technically still in the mcu and the last time we saw him he got webbed to a bus so he's still alive <laughs> maybe bokeem woodbine shocker maybe jake gyllenhaal's mysterio though he's presumably dead J- jamie fox's electro guaranteed alfred molina's doc ock guaranteed now i would say uh i would substitute bokeem woodbine woodbine shocker 
for Craven because Sony has long been itching to get Craven into a live action movie. And I think if they are going the Sinister Six route here, I think he makes more sense. I don't know. I fear it may be our boy, Jared Leto, because think think about it. Morbius is going to show up in Spider-Man 3. I'm just saying who who could be the sixth guy that they build to at Craven. some point? Because they want Craven for multiple movies. So yeah. you think he's so you think Craven is gonna show up in, in this film too? Come I think on. it's possible, yeah. Oh my god. Could you imagine? Be a lot. But see, that's kind of a bummer because I feel like if they do, we're gonna find out who they cast very soon. And, and that'll sort of I would like that to be a like surprise at the end type deal, you know? Um yeah, that's the one drawback of being in media is that like we hear all the exciting things that are rumored. Yeah. And even if they're never confirmed, in the back of our heads while we're watching the movie, I'm like, I'm expecting this guy to show up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boo-hoo for us. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, the, poor that's the 1% of the first world problems. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, I don't think all six of these guys are going to show up in this film. I'm just saying these are the six guys that are out there. With the fact that they've got Jared Leto's film coming out supposedly in March, <laughs> and we'll that they've that, yeah. and that they've already told us that it has direct ties to an other MCU Spider-Man bad guy, it makes sense that the teaser at the end of Morbius could be him being recruited in, like, yo, we're gonna take this Spider-Man down type deal, and. But Morbius wants to make him an anti-hero, not necessarily a villain. Oh, do they? That's well. I mean, listen, so, listen, God, Sony. So look, I don't know that Jared for Leto. sure. I'm not. I don't know they that for sure. Stop. But Sony, like, look what they did with Venom, who is traditionally a, a villain. Oh my God, we forgot anti-hero. about Venom. So my my theory is that uh, Spider-Man and Venom are going to have to team up to bring down Morbius. Though Morbius is a hero overall. Like the Bat Venom is too much for him. Or, or maybe it's Venom, or maybe it's uh, Morbius and Spider-Man teaming up to take down Venom. Whatever. And Carnage it, is coming as well. Yeah, so some some combination of that is clearly the next step because Sony wants to get it in. But you know, they're they're not. Sony wants not, to get it in, huh? <laughs> but they're, listen, they're not making what they hope to be franchises based on villains. It's why Venom was a nice guy. It's why Morbius is probably overall going to be a nice guy, even if you know, to borrow Blade's term, the thirst always wins. So you don't think any of the Sony-based characters are going to show up as bad guys in Spider-Man 3? I think Kraven might. That, that's who I think. And then, of course, we have MCU villains, such as Vulture, Scorpion. And then we've got previous uh, Spider-Man universe vi- villains, which is Doc Ock and Electro. And the, the construction of the Sinister Six from different continuities across Hollywood, that is inherently cool. Of course, and that's what I want to see. But to bridge that gap, plot-wise, it's going to be tough. And I have said in tweets to you that if anybody has my faith that they could pull something this grand off, it is these guys. They They have for 12 years proved that they know exactly what they are doing. But it is getting to a point where there's a lot of weight built up because there's so many intricate moving parts if one part is out of place the whole thing could collapse in on itself but that said i completely trust them and this is going to be an absolute ripper 
Listen, I'm glad you brought that up because that's my next point. And I actually think before we get to the Spider-Man who might be in this, this is the most important point of this entire conversation, in my opinion. We are getting excited at the prospect of this movie bursting to the seams with characters, cameos, multiverse-spanning connections. And yet, those are the exact drawbacks and criticisms that we levied against Spider-Man 3 too overstuffed, too unfocused. Amazing Spider-Man 2, too many uh, uh, cooks in the kitchen, too many villains, too much of a backdoor pilot. So I want to remember that we did previously have these, uh, these concerns. Now, having said that, we also saw a stuffed plot work for Captain America Civil War, which had to introduce Black Panther, which had to introduce Spider-Man, and had a ton of other characters, yet still felt successfully as a cat movie. Then again, though, another point against that is the thing about Civil War is that many of the characters were already fleshed out and the ones that weren't got ample screen time, like Zemo, like T'Challa. So it's this constant push and pull with me, this constant measuring of pros and cons. We've seen this not work. We have seen this work. We've seen it work in a slightly different construct than what Spider-Man 3 is going to be, and we've seen it all crash and burn. It's important to remember all of the history that is feeding into Spider-Man 3, and this will be the ultimate test of in Feige we trust. Well, that's why I think it's going to work here, right? Because in, and while you're completely right in Spider-Man 3, those were films, that was only the third film in that world. The MCU, by the time this comes out, will be on its 26th-ish film. So the world around it is so solid that I think it could maintain the weight of such a narrative dump. And that's what had, it is, a narrative dump. <laughs> seriously, it's just because, it, it, like, if you aren't caught up in what's going on and just Oof. having all this shit thrown at you, it's going it, to it's gonna blow your mind apart. You're not going to know what's going on, who is who, why they're here. But because they expect, especially with a film this big, which is going to be at this point, an Avengers-sized film. Doctor Strange is in this as well, you know? Like, okay, yeah. we haven't even talked about Doctor Strange. Right, so, well, we have on a past pod, so that's yeah. fine. Uh, but I do want to touch on what's his role in all, all this. Is he the cause to it, or is he the fix of it? Because there's a fascinating role that he plays in the entire introduction of multiversal chaos. So because they're assuming that we have seen and probably seen more than once every mcu film up until this point we know that we have a 10 12 year backlog of knowledge that could support all of the extensive comic book lore that this one film is going to throw at us that te- that definitely helps that's that's a good anchor to, that we can hold on to as fans and it does help differentiate it from Spidey 3, from Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's a good point. But I still think my greatest fear is that Tom Holland's Peter Parker, his arc, his character, gets lost in all this madness, and he becomes just a face in a merry-go-round of characters and cameos rather than an actual character. That's my fear. Iggy, we trust, though. You just said it. This this is going to put that to the test, but ultimately if you put a gun to my head i'm way more excited and cautiously optimistic than i am fearful yeah same here no now do we think that the spider-man now look if they're in this i could guarantee you that they all suit up and fight fight side by side i don't see if you're gonna go through all this trouble 
of explaining what they're doing there. And how could you not have them team up? Do they track down Tom Holland's version? Does he find them? In what way do you think that these paths cross? So that's a good question. It's something I've been thinking about a lot this week, given all these new additions that are being reported. I think from WandaVision, she breaks the multiverse, right? And she shit is just popping off because she's like broken, that. broken it. Doctor Strange is in that to be like, oh my God, what is happening? What did you do, Wanda? <laughs> and from there, he is the fix, not the cause. And he and Tom Holland's Peter Parker go to track down the other Spider-Man because all of these new threats that they've never heard of, that they've never seen before are spilling into their universe and they need to figure out what the hell's going on. So they're going to recruit the guys who know best. You just nailed it. That's, That's what it. I think. That's it, folks. That is why he has the blue check mark and I don't. <laughs> that right Not- there. I have the blue check mark because after a, a year of trying, I, I whined to a coworker and she was like, oh, I know somebody at Twitter. Try again. And 10 minutes later, I was verified. So guys, <laughs> it means nothing. The good old days. Yes, but it matters now, son. I'm telling you. But uh, that is how I see but yeah, Spider-Man I, 3 I think that's going. a great. I think that's a great way of doing it because now do we think that this is a one-off event or do you think that this is where his art where spider-man's arc goes from here for a few films because it would be smarter to only have him deal with you know two or three threats at this time and then the next film build into all six of them so we know for a fact based on the previous negotiations that marvel and sony agreed to one more solo spider film and one more crossover film obviously sony wants him interacting with venom and more so what does this count as Solo? Yeah, I, I I know it's so annoying, right? <laughs> uh, what what me and like my my fellow uh, media members have have deduced leaned towards yeah, not even deduced because we don't know. But what we're leaning towards is that this still counts as a solo movie, and some type of Avengers crossover in the f- near future might be the second picture. But my thought, and a lot of people do not agree, is that Sony and Marvel know that they will make the most money if they continue working together. I expect more pictures to be added to that deal as we go. And I expect the loose bridge between the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Sony Universal, uh, the Sony Universe of Marvel characters to exist in which Tom Holland hangs out with Doctor Strange and then next year he hangs out with Tom Hardy's Venom. You know what I mean? So You, you know how your boy LeBron signs one year deals over and over just so, exactly. he could, just so he could see what's out there, always be in control of his own fate, not give away the house and have that deal look bad in hindsight. This is what they're doing. I fully expect them to continue to go on and on, especially once they start to do the Venom and the uh, Carnage and all this shit. That'll be really cool. To split it up then would benefit absolutely nobody. Not only would it not make sense from a dollar's point of view, but to have to explain why Spider-Man is no longer in the MCU unless they were to trade him off and lean into the Miles Morales tale. That is, that's one way that they could do it. But I'm just saying, I think Disney is too smart. Tom Holland is 24. The kid is a star. They're not going to let him go anywhere. I could promise you that. 
I, and I think, honestly, it's more Sony's decision than Marvel. I think Marvel clearly wants him in. Marvel has the higher floor and replaceability should Sony say no and, and yank him. You know, Marvel's the one that Tom Holland, Spider-Man, represents added value. Sony's the one that needs Marvel, in yes, my opinion. but Spider-Man is the Marvel character. True, but they had a decade of, of blockbuster storytelling. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're past that point now. You can't have an MCU. Like, how would they explain that? A or B? Would they just build it into a film itself and have him pass on the torch as like a fuck you to Sony? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Seriously, it's like, all right, kid, I'm going. I, I'm done. You're Spider-Man now, Miles. Go get him. It, it would be for the casual viewer. Imagine the average everyday moviegoer who doesn't follow the industry like you and I, who isn't aware of the continuity and this and that like you and I. Imagine tr- Sony trying to sell them on, hey, Spider-Man's never going to interact with all those fun characters that you absolutely loved for like a decade before yeah. this. Like They're going to be like, no, no. So I, I think it makes too much sense for them to continue uh, working together for them not. And I believe... Tom Holland will kind of cross universes in, in a way that I'm not saying Venom and, you know, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk are ever going to hang out, but in a way where they're kind of aware that both of these exist on parallel planes. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's what I think. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, we've answered a lot of questions that you and I have had. How about we go to Twitter where we've been taking some fan questions as well. Uh, let's see. Wesley at Wes Ends Day. Uh, that took me a second, but that's pretty clever. He asked, are you, are you craving to see Craven in this film or it's too crowded already between Toby and Andrew, who's the most deserving of a comeback to the spider world? Good two-part question. I've made it clear. I do think Craven will show up because Sony really, really wants that. And of the more deserving, I would say absolutely Toby Maguire. This is personal preference completely, but I thought the Amazing Spider movies were dog shit, and I'm glad that he didn't get a third movie. Not nothing against Andrew Garfield. I just didn't like his franchise. I thought he was a good actor. I'm just not here for the emo Spider-Man. Garfield, man, where's he been? Kicking it, chilling. Uh, he was in Hacksaw Ridge. Saw Ridge he was yep. in. Uh, he was in Under the Silver Lake. Uh, uh, some That's other it. stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know, but. Uh... Craven, I do think he shows up. I don't know if it's in this film because bringing all of these guys that we know back, plus introducing a new character like this on top of that would be a a lot. And I think he deserves more of a runway than that. Have him start in his own film. I I really don't care if and when. I do think it's going to come. Uh, I would guess that he's probably the next of their Sony spider world films yeah i i think that makes sense i uh, if if he doesn't show up here then that's exactly what they're gonna do i agree completely uh at james parham asked give us into the spider verse thoughts will it be connected how does that impact spider-man 2099 i personally don't think that the live action mcu spider-man 3 and you know the greater Sony Marvel universe is going to be connected to the animated Spider-Verse. And I don't think that has any bearing on Spider-Man 2099, which is clearly a, a hopeful future sequel of the animated Spider-Verse. Uh, I would guess that there will probably be a wink and nod, but for them to tie in the threads of that film, which is sort of doing its own thing, its own awesome thing. Let's not forget that into the Spider-Verse 2, I think it's supposed to come out 
next year or 2022 perhaps For soon sure. though um and what they've yeah yeah so what they've going on and from what we've heard so far from those who work on the films themselves they've said that it is going to <sighs> blow the first one away which sounds incredible but uh so I do think that they'll give it a wink and nod, but to tie in the threads of the plot or the themes would be just far, far too much. Because then not only are you tying in other characters from worlds, but you're tying in a, a completely new art form. And just kind of extending beyond that, I think whenever we do eventually see a live action Miles Morales, it will be standalone. It, uh, it, what I mean by that is it will not be the sp- into the Spider-Verse animated uh, Miles Morales yeah. brought to life. I think it's going to be its own, you know, separate For concoction. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, last fan question, it looks like. At Final Take Pod, respect to the other pods out there, <laughs> uh, one Spider-Man has to die in the Spider-Verse movie. Who is it? And why will it be the saddest movie death of all time? I, I mean, I got to go with it. the veteran, Tobey Maguire. Oh, I thought you just said it. Garfield. Well, listen, I, I, don't him, right? like, I don't like Garfield's version. I, again, I think he's a fine actor. I just don't like those movies. But I think if you're talking about which one holds the most emotional weight and which one is like the biggest narrative move, it's killing Tobey Maguire, the original yeah, that Spider-Man. Be, that would be something. And, you know, X-Men and Blade did a great job for legitimizing the genre at a time when Hollywood looked down on comic book, book material. But Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man franchise was the launching pad for the modern comic book hero boom. Spider-Man 2 in 02, and then I think X2 came out in 03, and then Spider-Man 2 came out in 04. That run right there, for me as a, you know, I was about 10, so right, in that, su- right in that sweet spot, that did it for me, right? Um, Little did they know that a decade later, like this kid is going to be paying even more money, spending his free time doing podcasts about our stuff. Like, I love Disney, it. Yeah. Bastards. Um, so, wow, killing him would be monumental. I don't think they go that dark. I don't see the point. And as we said, killing him would, in, would imply that, that he's involved in the actual plot of the film. While I hope that they appear and fight side by side, I'm not convinced that that's the route that they go. Um, hey, they killed the Chris Pratt animated Spider-Man in Spider-Verse. Most... Sorry, Chris Pine, not Chris, Chris Pratt. Pine, Chris Pine. Yeah. Um, most of the reports that we've seen is that all of these characters are only going to appear in cameo roles. So that doesn't suggest that they're going to be part of the plot enough to get killed. But if they did, I agree with you. That would be emotional as hell. That would be sad and, and crazy and just like, oof. I don't know. All right. Do you all have right, any last all? questions? Yeah, that's all. That's all from the fan questions. Do you have questions or points yes. you want to make? Yes. Do we think that this comes out when it's currently dated December 17th, 2021? Uh, probably not. Uh, I know they're starting production soon. If not, have, have started production recently. It started already. Well, that's why okay. this is all coming out now. Yeah. Then I, then I would guess, guess that maybe a COVID positive test pops up in the next couple weeks or months just because it seems unavoidable. Um, listen, it's certainly possible. I obviously hope it does, but I would not be surprised if it gets moved to early 2022. Yeah. Could you imagine that and the Batman in March? Oh. I honestly can't. No. <laughs> my nerd glands are just Yeah, my brain would be scrambled. That would be the last that you see of me. I would just move Probably on to, would... to a higher plane. <laughs> you would become the star child in 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes, exactly. I... I would assume that that month. <laughs> I would assume that that month would be the best viewership for post cred pod. Oh ever. yeah, for sure. All right, Friday. 
Brando. Can't Brando. wait. I'm this pumped. is it. The last penultimate, two. Penultimate episode of Mando coming this Friday, and our podcast will be breaking down and all the uh, ins and outs and answering all your questions. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at PostCradPod. And leave us a review on Apple, Google, wherever. Please, thank you. Oh, what Talk to you Friday. All right, please. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius.